Next on BYU Sports Nation, the BYU football inheritance. What kind of a program will the new coach take over? Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham joins us to discuss the matchup in Vegas and if he's been contacted for the BYU job. Plus, the Big 12 excludes BYU in a Power 5 scheduling requirement. Huh? And your sales pitches to the BYU coaching candidates. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, from the other side. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, December 9th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Triple Option co-host, Jerem Jordan. I often hand off to the fullback, though. You go with option number yeah, one? Yeah. Are you that guy on the video games? I run more of a... Po- uh, no, I, I do speed option, and I keep a lot because I create myself, and I'm the quarterback. You were influenced by And I'm seven feet BYU. tall. Uh, yeah, I have dreads, and I'm <laughs> the fastest, t- tallest, best-looking guy on the field. And your name is Jerome. In and it's Jerome Jordan, and I was in the high school. It's great. It's great. It's like the 2013 version of the game, but... For a second game this year, Jerem, Brent Musburger and Jesse Palmer will be on the call for BYU. Yes. Las that's Vegas great. Bowl. No, that's going to be fun. Musburger's big time. Who knows how many more seasons he's going to be on the air. So it's great that uh, he's going to call that game. Jesse Palmer does a fantastic job. The Bachelor, he's been on this program as well. I, I love it. They called the Missouri game, and I thought they did a fantastic job. ABC, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 Mountain on Saturday, December 19th. Huge show today. Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham will join us. We'll ask him if he's been contacted about the BYU job and, of course, get his take on Utah sliding to the Las Vegas Bowl. How does he feel about that? And Stuart Mandel, Fox Sports as well. Big time. He's been all over this BYU-Utah thing. Uh, on Twitter, so he'll join us. We'll talk to him about... He rated BYU number 11 Come on, among 11. all 40 bowls. No, I no, I think that's good. I think Should be higher. It only, one spot, maybe. That's it. <laughs> Northwestern Tennessee is the only game that I disagree with on his list of BYU being below that. Yeah, well, I'll argue with him about that later. Okay. Okay, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball back to work tonight. 9 p.m. Eastern against Utah State. Back-to-back-to-back rivalry games for BYU basketball with Utah, Weaver State, and now Utah State. Rivalry game with Weaver State? You can watch it, sorry, in-state games. Okay, yeah, not a You can watch it live on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. The Kyle Davis game, the the Utah State transfer. Tonight, Las Vegas Bowl director John Sassenti and Elvis will be in our building for a press conference tonight, 8.30 Eastern. We'll periscope that via BYU TV Sports. Bronco Mendenhall and players will be here as well. Wait, what, what? Did you just say Elvis? Yeah, Elvis is going to be in the building. They're not going to bring the showgirls to BYU, so Elvis is coming. Elvis is wait, in they the are, house. Wait, they are bringing the showgirls? They're bringing the showgirls. <laughs> wow. Okay, never mind. Elvis is in the building. ESPN's Brett McMurphy. Has That's tweeted, never happened in this building. Has this dedicated tweeted house. the following, okay? Listen to this. <laughs> Focus, Jerem. Focus. I'm super focused. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said the Big 12's initial proposal for a P5 scheduling requirement included BYU and Army counting towards that P5 non-league requirement, but the Big 12 as a whole decided against that. They don't love BYU! I don't know what that means. It doesn't. BYU has, what, one game with the Big 12 scheduled in the future, I think? 
if one that. West Virginia next yeah. year. Yeah. I don't think there's more than that. Alexa Gray and Amy Boswell are on the ABCA All Pacific South Region first team. The Cougars face four seed Nebraska in Sweet 16 Friday, 5 Eastern in Lexington, Kentucky. Hashtag why not more. That's right. Why not more? Last year was why not, and this year is why not more. Yeah, there you go. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU football inheritance. What kind of a program will whoever the new BYU coach is inherit? Certainly the positives of that would lead your sales pitch to those guys, right? And that brings us to the Twitter question today. What is your sales pitch to the BYU coaching candidates? Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> there have been some great tweets so far. At Troy B. Adams. To Ken, would you rather work for President Monson or President Obama? <laughs> That's up for Elite Tweet. That's up right away. Oh. Out of the gates. For Elite Tweet of the Day. Yeah. There, have been, there Ken- have been some fantastic tweets. Like, snarky, funny, serious. Yeah. Ken Niamatololo goes to the White House every year because they win the Commander-in-Chief trophy every year. Yes. And as part of that, you get invited to the White House. Yeah. That's well played. That guy's friends Troy with B. some Adams. important people. That is well Ken played. Ken Lola, that is. Okay, in all seriousness, I have been asked over the past five days by a handful of people, why would a guy, and I'm just putting this out here, like Kyle Whittingham, why would a guy like Kyle Whittingham, who's on the show in 15 minutes, the head coach at Utah, who's making big money, running a Power 5 program, has been successful, just finished tied for first in the Pac-12 South, come to BYU. Why would, he, why would he give that up and come to BYU? I think that this plays into everyone, but especially those who went to BYU of the candidates, and some did not. Daryl Bevel, Wisconsin. Um, Ken Niamatulolo, Hawaii. I mean, not every... BYU is a unique place. It's a special place, and there are people that want to come back here. I've been surprised at how... Like, when we have a job opening in sports... You'd be surprised how many former students that either worked here at BYU Broadcast or what they apply for. They want to come back. There's something about this place that's special. And I think those associated with BYU know, know what those are. I'm not going to outline those right now, but it's a unique spot. Obviously, you want to get paid equal to or more than you did at the other spot. It doesn't make sense to get paid less at another job. But some people are willing to do that at a place like this. Um, whether that you agree with that or not, that's, that's the case. Listen, do you want some tangibles? How about this? Fifth winningest college football program over the last 30 years. I thought that was 40 years. 40 years. So even longer, even more. 40 years. Solid brand name. I love the, the reference that you made to BYU as a, as a brand name. That <laughs> This isn't Fila. Yeah, you're not, you're not Grant Hill in the 90s signing with Fila hoping that it's good. BYU's established itself. It's, this is a good job. Granted, there are uh, you know, self-imposed uh, recruiting restrictions, and you have to be active LDS, and so the pool is very limited and very obvious, right? There's all these things, but, but that's part of why people love BYU. That's part of why people hate BYU on the outside is because it's different. A team that has gone to 11 straight bowl games. Thank you, Bronco Mendenhall. Virginia's won eight bowl games in their history, by the way. They've been to one (laughs) bowl game in eight years. Broncos going to win five in the next, who knows. A team in BYU that is nine and three entering the Las Vegas Bowl. This could be a 10-win team that Bronco Mendenhall leaves for Virginia, and the new guy comes in and takes over with the freshman of the year, Tanner Mangum, a quarterback. And you could have, uh, I don't know, a Heisman Trophy candidate and one Taysom Hill back. Who yes. knows? I like the group that BYU has coming back. 
and the group that BYU is bringing in as well. Troy Warner could be a stud corner for BYU. Keaton Torrey, potential quarterback in the future. We'll see what happens. I, li- I like the group. I like the schedules BYU's got, and, which is interesting. Next year's schedule could be the perfect schedule for a first-year head coach because if there's an adapting period and it doesn't go great, you can look at, hey, that schedule is really tough. Or... You can do what Gary Croton did, which is go 12-0 and to start. You lose the last two. That wasn't a tough schedule, but you can have success in year one. Jim Harbaugh, success in year one. I love the recruiting pitch uh, that has been uh, offered in by at TwinGuy33. He says, pitch? Tanner Mangum, J-Swag Daddy, Squally Canada, T. John Karoma, Charles West, the Kurtzway. Need I say more? You're inheriting a team that has a lot of talent. I know that that depends on if Jamal Williams comes back to BYU, and and that is the hope. But still, like you take over a team that's really good. Uh, Blaine Jacob, his response to the tweet, Brother, fill in the blank, you have been called to serve in the BYU football mission. In return, your time will be great blessings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, those kind of tweets are what make it fun. Come in and face the most difficult schedule in BYU history. Face a playoff team from last year in Michigan State on the road. Woo! There's, yeah, it's a great schedule. That can go for a pro and a con, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, it, it depends how much... It, Bronco's a guy that likes challenge. Bronco is made for the military. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Bronco's at a military academy later. It's He'd, not all... Yeah, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, however. We've given you... What? All of the good parts Through of the blue goggles, job, the it is all... Pitch. Awesome. That's true. Through the blue goggles, it is a perma-rainbow, happy awesomeness. Everything Full of Skittles. Fantastic, yes. Okay. But there are some setbacks. There are some challenges that certainly await the new coach. First of all, independence provides an uncertain future. It's no secret BYU is trying to get into a Power 5 conference. This is an independent program right now that how, you have to wonder, how long can you sustain this? The new coach will have to worry about that. Long, and, and can BYU get into a Power 5 so that it can pay its assistants more? Right, that's part of the deal that we're not talking about. Is salaries the head coach is one thing, and the assistants are another. Who is the head, new head coach going to bring in, and is it an attractive enough job to non BYU guys potentially to come here and make what they make? Um, we're not going to tell you those numbers per se, but yeah, you can't acknowledge the really good schedules without acknowledging that those come because of independence, right? But you're right. There is an uncertain future associated with BYU football right now. And obviously, BYU football is on the market to get into a a Power 5. And that feels like it's the Big 12. The comments from today certainly don't help in that regard. It feels negative, even though it might not actually be anything. Its status quo is the same, right? Yeah. Then there are the recruiting challenges. Not every self-imposed elite choose, athlete. Yes, BYU, BYU chooses, chooses to, to do, do this. this. Yes, yes. That, that there's no argument on that. Act like it's some exterior force on BYU. No, and people BYU say, choose "Hey, to do the honor code's fantastic." I am not saying that the honor code isn't a good thing. It is something that is unique to BYU. What I am saying is, a lot of athletes don't want to come to a place like BYU. I can't imagine and do that. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to recruit a kid nowadays. Um, you know, and you're trying to get it in the elite levels of college football, but you're not necessarily recruiting all of the elite kids, per se, right? BYU wants to hang with four- and five-star athletes by doing it a different way. That's, that's a challenge. That's an inherent challenge. And BYU has been uh, really successful with who they can recruit. 
the past 40 years. Getting the most out of who decides to come to BYU and who decides to sign on the dotted line and follow the honor you know, code. You know who's done that well at another school as well? I don't know, Navy? Ken Niamatololo. Interesting. His situation translates a bit Very to similar, BYU. certainly. Then there's this, Jerem. BYU has a national championship pedigree. They won in 1984. I know it was 31 years ago, but that forever altered expectations for a large contingency in the BYU fan base. The best and worst thing to ever happen to BYU. The best, obviously, you want to win the national championship. That's the pinnacle. That's, that's the point of playing the game, right? The worst, because now BYU fans think that BYU can win the national championship every single year. And in this era, I'm not sure that a uh, non-Power 5 or Group 5 or Independent, not named Notre Dame, can get into the playoff. That's besides the point. New Year's 6 is the goal. It's not... It's not the playoff. Expectations are through the roof. Bronco Mendenhall. Bronco Mendenhall has won 99 games in 11 years, and he has a one-up on every one of the coaching candidates that we have discussed on BYU Sports Nation over the last five days. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 70.2. That's the winning percentage of one Bronco uh, what, what's his name? Mark Clay Bronco Mendenhall. Okay, you look at Kyle Whittingham, another head coach, potential candidate. His winning percentage is sixty-six point nine. Ken Niamatololo, sixty-four point one. Andy Reid to me is not a realistic candidate. His winning percentage is fifty-five point eight. Just for a reference, in the NFL, Bronco won games. The Tyler Hawes effect is in full effect. Where you go? Oh my goodness, he was really good, and we're going to miss that, and it won't be the same. I'm not saying that whoever the new head coach is can't come in and replicate that, but it will be a challenge to do it. Certainly, certainly. What's the defense going to look like without Bronco Mendenhall involved in the program in some way or another? Like, does BYU continue the firesides? Do they continue Thursday's hero? Do they continue, you know, just everything's up for grabs. You look at that win percentage against 13 games in a given season, what the average uh, win total is, 9.1 for Bronco. He averaged a 9.1 win per 13. Kyle Whittingham, 8.7. Ken Niamatololo, 8.3. Andy Reid in the NFL, a 9-7 record is his average, which is, that's good in the NFL. Do not underappreciate over nine wins per season. (laughs) He went to 11 straight bowl games. Never missed a bowl game as the head coach at BYU. Never. Virginia looks at that, and that probably sticks out the most for them. You went to bowl games? They've been to one the last five, right? One? Yeah, crazy. Come on! This is an entirely different situation, by the way, than the last time BYU had a coaching change. Bronco Mendenhall took over a program that had three straight losing seasons, three years with no bowl games. I was on my two-year LDS mission trip, luckily for two of those. I felt very blessed that I missed those. That was an elite time. To, to be take, gone. To take a two-year mission trip. And Jared. all I did was lift weights and prepare for athletics. What kind no. of a program will the new BYU coach inherit? And what is your sales pitch to any and all of the new BYU potential BYU coaches? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Hashtag BYUSN. Join us on BYU Sports Nation at CougarFanATL says... Wouldn't it be great to coach at a place that already has Polynesian players with crazier last names than yours? <laughs> <laughs> Referencing Ken Niamatololo, including his son, Va'a. Yeah, including his son, Va'a. That's, that's a good tweet. At com underscore spaghetti. Disciplined players, relatively fewer off-the-field issues, nationwide fan base, freedom to schedule tough opponents. 
That's they an interesting perspective. The freedom to schedule us. At LDS Strongwoman. Great fan base, great school, and best of all, great ice cream and chocolate milk. <laughs> I guess that's a bonus, too. <laughs> you can consume all the Lavelle's vanilla and cougar tails you could Woo! ever want. Coming up, the head coach of the University of Utah, Kyle Whittingham, joins us. Has he been contacted about the BYU job? We will ask him straight up. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter, and it's a good one. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's Hoops is tonight, 9 Eastern time against Utah State. The Kyle Davis game. The Utah State transfer will face his team for the first time. New head coach for the Aggies. But check it out tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. So the press conference with the Las Vegas Bowl, the Showgirls, and Elvis is at uh, 8.30 Eastern tonight. And then the game at 9. Elvis will be in the building. Yes. I can't wait. Twitter question today. What is your sales pitch to the BYU coaching candidates? At Brett Meekum says, we will give him a lifetime 50% off Cougar Tail coupon. I knew that was coming. <laughs> why, is it, why is it the food is, is being brought up so much? It's like you need to consume it every day or something. It's Lifetime weird, supply of Lavelle's one Sunday month. Lifetime supply. <laughs> and the sneaker doodle, that's the new one with yes. Dave Rose, I believe, right? At Toby Mac, magic happens with Tanner Mangum. Proceeds to show Hail Marys. The end. Austin Collie thinks that tweet is awesome. <laughs> Hashtag magic happens. <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Logan and I spoke with Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline yesterday. As you can imagine, we had a few questions for the guy in charge on the hill in Salt Lake City. Here is that interview. Coach Whittingham, glad to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. I'm guessing that you may have heard, just maybe, that BYU has a head coaching vacancy and that uh, your name has come up in the conversation. (laughs) So let's just go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. Have you been contacted about the head coaching job at BYU? Well, I I never comment on any job speculation of any sort, so uh, I'm not going to start now. How about that? You have passed. You have succeeded (laughs) with the correct answer. Well done, Coach. I don't know know if that's a pass in my book. (laughs) (laughs) It seems you have done this a few times before. Uh, Coach, yeah, Coach, you've compiled an 8-1 and one record in bowl games at Utah. That's a crazy mark. It's really tough to win that many postseason games. What's made you so successful in the postseason? Well, it's their, the players' attitude and the way they approach the, the postseason. And, and uh, you know, we, we look at the bowl season and the bowl opportunity as, as twofold. Number one, uh, a reward for a, for a very good season and a, and a job well done during the regular season. Then number two, uh, you know, an opportunity to have some fun and relax and and enjoy the uh, you know everything the bowl has to offer. And so, uh, that being said, our guys really are emphatic about their preparation and and uh, wanting to you know a chance to win another ball game. And and uh, that's the way they approach it. I mean, we have uh, great practices. Uh, you know, we we handle it essentially like we do during the regular season. And so there is really no difference in our mo in the uh, postseason than there is in the uh, regular season. Coach, when you first heard the announcement of BYU and Utah in the Vegas Bowl. What was your first reaction? Well, I was a little bit surprised. You know, usually in a bowl, a bowl setting, in a bowl matchup, it's more of a national, 
uh, flair to it. This is more of a regional flair, and so, uh, and it's a little bit odd to be playing a rival in a bowl game. You know, you don't, that doesn't happen uh, very often, and so it was a little bit of uh, a surprise. But uh, you know, it is what it is, and our guys are excited to play in a bowl as they are, uh, you know, in every bowl opportunity that we have, and and so uh, you just move forward. Coach, there's a sense from members of the Utah fan base that Las Vegas might be a little bit disappointing because you had a fantastic season. You won six games, finished tied for first in the Pac-12 South, and somehow fall to the Las Vegas Bowl. So what's the feeling like in the locker room right now from your players, despite what the fan base might be saying? Well, you know, we're excited to be in postseason play, and, and uh, you know, our guys are not uh, a real concerned with where we're playing or who we're playing. They're, we're just excited to be able to uh, have that opportunity. But it is a little bit unique where we were co-champs as you mentioned in the south best record in the south overall and yeah. second best record in the pac-12 tied for the second best record with oregon and of course we beat them head to head so so that being said in the fall to sixth as far as the bowl hierarchy that was interesting but but uh you know we can only control what we can control and if we had a, uh, got one more win in the season then uh we'd had a chance to play in the uh, pac-12 championship game so so we're not uh, sitting here worrying about it or whining about it we're just moving forward and and uh, like i said excited for the opportunity for the record, beating Oregon is, is one way of describing that. I'm just going to go ahead and say destroying Oregon. Are, are you okay with that? <laughs> well, we, we played well that uh, particular day, and, and uh, we, we, uh, you know, we were hitting on all cylinders. There's no, no denying that. Coach, I want to back up a, a little bit here. Um, I, I played against you guys in 2009 and in 2010 in the Mountain West, and uh, obviously with you guys being down the street, uh, watched you guys over these last four years with that transition from the Mountain West to the to the Pac-12. Uh, what do you think the the most uh, challenging part of that transition has has been? Well, it's the it's the competitive nature of the league on a week to week basis. You know, every single week you you've got to play your best football to to have a chance to win, and that uh, you know not to be disparaging to the Mountain West, but there's some weeks that uh, weren't weren't as challenging as others, and. And uh, in the Pac-12, it's it's every single week you better bring your A game, and then you better have depth on your roster as well because it's a physical conference, and you get you get beat up, and you start getting in November, then uh, that's when your depth really shows, and and uh, or lack thereof. And uh, we've been working hard the last five years to to improve the depth on our roster, and we think we've made uh, big strides in that uh, in that regard, but still not a finished product. Speaking of depth, with no Devonte Booker, and he's an absolutely dynamic sensation. And Britton Covey out injured as well. Who steps in to fill those two vacancies for the Utah offense in Vegas? Well, Joe Williams has been the guy that has uh, picked up the slack for, for Devontae, and he rushed for nearly 200 yards in our finale against Colorado. I think it was 185 or 187 thereabouts. And so he has uh, done a nice job uh, filling in for Devontae. Now, uh, for Covey, you know, we have Bubba Poole, who's uh, the guy that is the main replacement, but but some other guys. It's really been by committee. Uh, Delshawn McClellan has picked up some of the slack. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, a situation where not any one guy has taken Britain's spot. And then in uh, punt returns, it's been uh, Booby Hobbs. And so, uh, you know, Britain's hard to replace. He, he did so much for us this year, and, and uh, we miss him. Those are some pretty good football names, Booby and Bubba. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Co- Coach, yeah. when you – when you look at this at the scouting report, when you look at this this BYU team on film, uh, what are some of the players that jump out at you? 
Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have a chance to see him play at all this year during the regular season. I just started watching the special team stuff today, and so I can't give you a really good answer. Uh, you know, from what I hear, you know, obviously uh, the quarterback is is doing a nice job and and uh, really coming into his own. You know, particularly for a freshman. Um, you know, solid defense as usual. And so, uh, you know, give me a few days, and I'll have a much better uh, answer for you. But, but for right now, uh, you know, we just know that uh, they won nine ball games, and so they're doing something right. Coach, yesterday on Twitter, I'm not sure when this happened, but there was this vine that was tweeted out. I think it might have been Isaac, Isaac Asiata who uh, who tweeted out, but the fire alarm's going off, and you're in there eating, eating your lunch. So there's no time. It doesn't matter if the fire alarm's going off. I'm getting ready for a football game. Did, did you know about this? I did not, and it doesn't surprise me that Isaac, Isaac uh, he must have caught me like candid camera type of situation. But, but uh, yeah, I couldn't stop for the fire alarm. I had to keep going. I'm sure I violated several codes doing that, but, but what the heck. <laughs> yeah, I hope I didn't get Isaac in too much trouble. Yeah, no, he's a good kid. Great kid. He always means well, which is the, which is important. Kyle Whittingham with us on BYU Sports Nation, the head football coach at the University of Utah. Coach, Given that so much has happened in the state between these two rivals and whatnot, the unique dynamic of playing uh, this game on a neutral site, what kind of, of atmosphere do you expect in Las Vegas? Well, I understand it's sold out, and so it'll, it'll be a packed house. And, and with the, uh, the Pac-12 negotiating down to 7,500 tickets, I'm sure the, you know, the red will be in the minority in the stadium. But uh, it should be a great atmosphere. I mean, it'll, it'll be, uh, you know, it's a great kickoff time, 1230 in the afternoon, which is, which is uh, we haven't had the opportunity to do that many times this year. And, and uh, it should be pretty good weather. And, and so it should be, a, should be a great ball game. Coach, we appreciate the time, and uh, we wish you the best. No more fire alarms, we hope, up at the University <laughs> yeah. of Utah. Yes, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Kyle Whittingham on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Okay, a few things there, Jerem. First of all, he says he's never commented on coaching searches and won't start now. Of course, BYU's reached out to Kyle Whittingham. Why, why wouldn't they? He's a proven winner. He's a former Cougar. He understands what would be here. Hey, I, I won't be surprised if several names in the coaching candidate list are at BYU. I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle Whittingham's next coach at BYU. Of course, he's not going to comment on it. Yeah, you had to ask him. No, you shouldn't be shocked because he's an obvious. He's an, he, if he's not at the top of your list, he should be. He should be close to the top of the list, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then that vine was amazing, by the way, from Isaac. The, if you haven't seen this, a fire alarm's going off in like the cafeteria somewhere. Uh, Kyle Whittingham's eating. He's on the phone eating, and he doesn't care that there's a fire alarm going on. He's just eating. You want that kind of guy as your head coach, right? <laughs> got to get ready for a bowl game. Ain't man. nobody got time for fire I've alarms? Got, I've got stuff to do. Unless there's an actual fire. Then you have to get out of there. Yeah, naturally. I'm like, okay, here come the tweets of BYU fans like, oh, is he talking to Tom Homo on the other line? Of course. <laughs> of course people would say that. Oh, Interesting interview. And then for him to be like, well... When I heard about the matchup, it was, I was a little surprised. And then he also said, interesting, you know, so he's trying to be fair. Because to the they fell. F- yeah. When you're ranked all the way to six, BYU knows what that feels like from 09 to a degree, right? BYU lost a couple games after getting out there, getting top 10, you know, Utah was ranked number three game day came and then they're in the Vegas bowl. So certainly that, that dynamic is different. What would your sales pitch to whoever the BYU coach is or the candidates right now? What would that be like right now? At TX Colonel says, have you seen the 2016 and 2017 schedules? With more like that in the future, 
enough said. I'd have to look at my my assistants. I'd have to look at my players. And then I'd look at the schedule and go, can we play that schedule successfully? Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports joins us. What does he think about the matchup? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Program announcement. Next week, we, we will be live from Las Vegas, Wednesday through Saturday. That's right. A Saturday special game day edition, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We will be at the Hard Rock Hotel. That's where the team is staying as well, broadcasting from our set in the pool area at the Hard Rock Hotel. That is much better than this studio. I'm just looking around and imagining that. That sounds great. Uh, Saturday, we will be live from Sam Boyd Stadium as well, a special Bowl game day edition of BYU Sports Nation. All of these at noon Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We would love to have fans in the Vegas area or going down to Vegas. Uh, come hang out if you would like at the Hard Rock Hotel next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we'll be in Sam Boyd Stadium Saturday. I can't Viva wait. Las Vegas. Yes. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball back to work tonight. 9 Eastern against Utah State. You can watch it live on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Tonight... Las Vegas Bowl director John Sassenti and Elvis and the showgirls will be in our building for a press <laughs> conference tonight at 8.30 Eastern. Bronco Mendenhall players will be here as well. ESPN's Brett McMurphy tweets that Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said the Big 12's initial proposal included BYU and Army counting toward the Power 5 non-league requirement, but the Big 12 as a whole decided against that. Hmm. Alexa Gray and Amy Boswell are on the ABCA All-Pacific South Region First team. The Cougars face four-seed Nebraska in the Sweet 16 Friday, 5 Eastern time in Lexington, Kentucky. You can watch that on ESPN3. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports. Stuart, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. I want to know who had the bigger smile on their face when this matchup was announced. Was it you or the Vegas Bowl director, John Sassenti? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's exciting to me, but I'm not the one who's got a sold-out stadium in 24 hours, so <laughs> I'm sure it's him. Yeah, like the rest of us, we noticed this matchup and thought, wow, this is going to be one of the better bowl games. Um, you ranked your, uh, you ranked all the bowl games. You put BYU and Utah at 11, which essentially is uh, you know the fifth non-New Year's Six game. What went into ranking them number 11? Yeah, I probably could have been a couple spots higher, but I'm, you know, it's kind of a combination of the team's record and just national intrigue. And if you're going solely by record, maybe it would be a little bit lower. But come on, this is the holy war in a bowl game. The, the, you know, like I just said, 24-hour sell. I mean, this is going to be awesome, especially because normally you wouldn't see a bowl on December 19th. So high up that list, those that first weekend and even into the next week, those are you know for the casual fan just kind of warm up bowls until we get to the really important ones. So to have a game of this magnitude that first weekend is great. From the national perspective, how is the BYU Utah rivalry viewed right now? I don't think nationally most people realize just how bitter it is. I got a nice glimpse into that uh, on Twitter last week. Um, <laughs> For sure, <laughs> but but I, I it was even it was even nastier than I thought it would be. But I thought, oh yeah, it would be. Yeah, I don't think people nationally quite realize that. First of all, they haven't played in a couple of years, and you know it wasn't that long ago that they were just they were in the same conference. It was just a Mountain West game, and maybe people looked at it more like that than about 
basically, I just feel you, you guys are much closer to it than me. I just feel kind of a lot nastier since Utah moved up to the Pac-12. Yeah, and the hiatus has certainly played into that, um, and now it's only going, going to be one year where they didn't play. It's the end of the second year now where uh, they didn't plan on this, but it's happening, and it's, to me it's awesome. Uh, but when you look at the matchup uh, and you add Bronco Mendenhall coaching for BYU when he's the new head coach of Virginia, what kind of dynamic does that add to this game in your opinion? Well, first of all, I think it's great that Bronco Mendenhall is going to coach in the game because so many times when the guy gets the new job, he's immediately gone, and there's an interim coach, and, and that takes a little bit of excitement away from the bowl. Uh, this is a case where a guy who's been there for 10, 11 years, had a great run, is going to get a proper send-off. The, only, the guy I wish was going to be there playing is Devontae Booker because that would, in my opinion, make it, that much more interesting a game. Without him, Utah uh, is not the team that it was by any means. And and maybe that makes it a little bit more even matchup. I think with him, Utah would probably go into this uh, as a decent favorite. Now I certainly think either team can win. Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports, college football insider, reporter, and writer for FS1 as well, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Stuart, right now, this is a reality in our life. StubHub tickets have the cheapest ticket to the Vegas Bowl at $185 a pop. Alabama-Michigan State is at $150. What is, your, what is your reaction to that? They need to get a bigger stadium. You know, it, it, that's a cute, cute little stadium in Vegas, but it, it's not meant for a matchup like this. I wonder, I wonder how big you could go before it wouldn't be sold out. I wonder you know, if you moved it to... And obviously there's nowhere to move it in Vegas, but if you moved it to a different bowl game, if you moved it to the Foster Farms Bowl where they're playing the 49ers station, could they fill that? You know, that would be pretty interesting to see. But as it is now, you're, you're trying to fill a 40,000 seat. You're trying to – everybody wants to get into this game can't all fit into a 40,000 seat stadium. I'm not sure what the uh, answer is there. And they've added 3,000 uh, to try and accommodate that, so it's up to 38,500. Now BYU has uh, an opening for a head coaching position. How attractive is this job on the national landscape, given that you have to be an active member of the church? Well, that certainly narrows the candidates quite a bit, but, they, but the guys who would qualify that will obviously find it to be a very intriguing job. BYU is the school uh, for those guys. Now, you know, you, you talk about Ken New, I can never get his name right, Kenny Matalolo. Uh, he's got a pretty good job where he is. I, I know that BYU is interested and vice versa, and if he comes, that's a great hire for BYU. If he stays, I, I totally understand it because what he, the situation he has. If he says no, then you're probably looking at guys who are not established head coaches like he is. Um, Lance Anderson, the defensive coordinator at Stanford, would be up for it, and given the fact that he's had this uh, run under both Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw, uh, that would be a, a really good hire as well. But, you know, beyond that, you're, you're, this is a very limited pool of possible candidates because of that policy. What kind of a program do you see the new BYU coach inheriting? Well, it's a program that has a lot of support, obviously, you know, I always say that they're not in the Power Five conference, but they have a bigger stadium and and more fan support and more resources than a lot of the uh, schools that did open in the Power Five this year. I think the one turnoff would be that I mean I've said it many times. I think BYU is in a bit of a no man's land right now. I think that being independent was a good idea at the time that it happened when the structure was what it was with the PCS. 
now it's actually, I mean, look, Houston had an easier path to uh, a New Year's Six Bowl than BYU would. Uh, if BYU had the same record Houston did, I don't know if they would be going in. So um, that, that, to me, is a bit of a turnoff in that you're realistically not going to be playing for a national championship, and your chances of a New Year's Six Bowl, you have to just have a pretty much a dream season. So you're probably going to be playing in the Vegas Bowl and the Hawaii Bowl uh, quite a bit. And let's go there because uh, other conferences are kind of waging, uh, I don't know, verbal combat uh, with the Big 12 and its championship games and legislation and whatnot. Uh, and BYU fans hoping that the Big 12 is forced to expand and that they're one of those candidates. Do you see the Big 12 expanding in the next couple of years? I see the Big 12 expanding eventually, but I don't think it's imminent. You know, if they had gotten snubbed from the playoff again this year, then I'm sure there would be all sorts of soul-searching in that conference about what to do. It does look like they are still suffering a little bit from not having a championship game. You know, it didn't hurt. It didn't cost Oklahoma a spot in the playoff, but I think it cost, uh, for one thing, I think it cost Baker Mayfield a trip to New York. I think he'd be a Heisman finalist if he had played the last weekend. So they need to look about into that a little bit. But, again, they're right now talking about passing that legislation so that they would be able to do it with 10 teams. Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports joining us on BYU Sports Nation, college football insider and expert. When you look at this BYU coaching vacancy, if you had to pinpoint one name, and I know you already referenced Ken Niamatololo, but what about a guy like Kyle Whittingham? How, did, would he factor in at BYU? Do you think that would be a good move for him going from Utah to BYU? Well, yeah. Could the rivalry get a little bit more intense? Uh, <laughs> you know, he was unhappy with Utah a year ago this time. You, you remember all the things that were going on with his contract extension and, and the staff and the you know, assistants leaving. I think that's all quieted down quite a bit. Um, I think that doesn't mean you can stay at Utah forever. I'd be surprised if when he did decide to leave Utah, if it would be for BYU. Stuart, who do you see winning the national championship this year? Uh, that, that's probably the toughest question you've asked me so far. <laughs> uh, I, when it looked like it was going to be Oklahoma-Alabama in a semifinal, I was saying uh, the winner of that game wins the national championship. Now that they're not, you know, you kind of got to look at the matchups. I think Oklahoma's actually got pretty favorable. I think both of those teams have pretty favorable matchups in terms of the styles of play. If it gets to be Oklahoma-Alabama, my lean is Alabama, but I'd like to see the two of them in their semifinals first because January 11th is just so far away. And you saw last year, by the time we got to that game, Ohio State seemed like a completely different team than they were at the end of the regular season. And you could see that both good or bad with these teams. It's just so far away. There's so many variables. You don't know what version of these teams you're going to be getting. Follow him at SL Mandel on the Twitter machine. Stuart, uh, major props to you for being brave enough to engage BYU and Utah fans on Twitter. It's been fun and it's been an interesting window into the rivalry because when I initially tweeted the news that this was probably going to happen, I thought it was going to be universal excitement. I did not realize how angry Utah fans were going to be about it. So, so, so that proved to be an interesting window into that. And my mailbag, which goes up hopefully momentarily, you'll see some pretty interesting Utah fan emails in there as well. We'll look for it. Thanks a lot, Stuart. All right. Thanks for having me.
Stuart Mandel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He also has a, a good podcast called The Audible. He does that with Bruce Feldman, who's been on this show as well. So if you're interested, check that out. Yeah, it's really entertaining stuff. They have a good time with that. And, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a connected dude. And obviously, I mean, he's, he's so dialed in that he understands the dynamic of Kyle Whittingham being not in a good place mentally at the University of Utah last year and potentially wanting to move on. So... Dude, if if BYU makes the coaching hire before the Vegas Bowl, and I think that they will. Tom uh, Homo wants to. Um, and that guy is Kyle Whittingham. Let's just say that guy is Kyle Whittingham. This would be the most interesting game in the history of BYU football. Social because media. Because of all the stories. Nuclear <laughs> explosion. Oh, my if goodness. If that happens. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be interesting already. But if it's Kyle, what is he like? Bronco hands him his BYU hat after whatever at midfield. <laughs> like, does he run out the alumni flag? Because he, co- he wouldn't coach Utah in that game. No way. What is your sales pitch to Kyle Whittingham or any of the BYU coaching candidates? At D.D. Holdsbrook says, my sales pitch You can be on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Coach Witt got a taste of that earlier this week. That's worth at least 40 bucks, right? Yeah. (laughs) Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation continues after this. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, fear not. The rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, men's hoops takes on Utah State, a rivalry matchup again in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Uh, I've been saying 8.30 Eastern on this press conference for the Las Vegas Bowl. It's at 8 Eastern, not 8.30. 8 Eastern time tonight. We will periscope that. BYU-Utah State tonight in basketball. It's game day. The Cougars trying to get to 6-2. and two. Three straight in-state foes for the Cougs with Utah, Weber State, and now Utah State. Nick Emery back in action for BYU. Let's talk about Utah State and who they played. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, Their one loss was at Duke. Okay, So they've won the other five games. But they've won five games, Jerem. Oh, let's talk about who they played. Oklahoma Panhandle State. Who? Oklahoma Panhandle State. Okay, <laughs> Cal State and Monterey Bay. They played Weber State. Three-point game on the road. BYU played it one by five, so there's a common opponent. Adam State. Another common opponent. BYU won by, I don't remember, and Utah State won by 15. Won by a lot. Union. Who? Is that a middle school? <laughs> Utah Valley. Common opponent as well. Union, Union High School. Union High School. Uh, they played Missouri State as well. One point win in Springfield. Okay. Um, and then uh, they play at BYU tonight. So this is certainly, this is a game BYU should win, but Utah State always plays BYU tough. It's always a new head coach. Uh, for Utah State, Kyle Davis playing his old team, some of the old teammates. No David Collette, of course, uh, for Utah State, big ah, man who was that, good. That, that certainly changed dynamic. the game. They play four four guards a lot, uh, so they're going to push. They're going to try and push the tempo. This is not Stu Morrill's old slow it down, boring, grind it out team. That w- those teams were very successful for a long time. But uh, we'll see what BYU's got. Because BYU's in a weird place right now. They're trying to figure out personnel and situations. And they've got to shoot. You talked to Terry Nashiv here, yeah. th- who threw me under the bus three times yesterday. Of course he did. Free throw shooting, uh, turnovers. BYU's got some things they need to figure out. He, he bench did, points. He Who's going to score yeah, bench points? We asked him about the big concerns, and, and those are the two obvious ones that jump right off the page. But he did say 
we are getting better, and it's going to take some time. And he he specifically referenced losing Tyler Haas, and how are we going to replace that scoring? He says we're, we have replaced the scoring, but there are some other deficiencies now other than just the offensive production. And his point was valid, uh, Terry Nash was yesterday. Dead ball turnovers, right? Three it, seconds in the key. It's not BYU aggressively attacking no, those aren't those aren't the issues. It's dead ball. BYU's defense is actually good. Isn't it funny that we said, okay, the offense will be good. Check. That was a mistake. The defense needs to be better. The defense is better. The offense is the one having a little bit of issue right now. Who who else is going to score on this team outside of the starting five? That's what they have to figure out. BYU trying to get to six and two. They have another big game against Central Michigan on December eighteenth, and I say big game in terms of just RPI factor because what were they seventy last Central year? So Michigan, top, yeah. top one hundred. You don't think it's Central Michigan hoops? What are they? Are they the Chippewas? The Chippewas. Okay, they're the they're the famous Chippewas. Chris Kamen, dude. Chris Kamen. Chris Kamen, the caveman, <laughs> was a Chippewa. Is he still in the NBA? Uh, probably. Chris Kamen, what's he up I'm just to? Just glad he cut his hair. Because <laughs> that was the seriously what that hair? was the worst haircut in all of basketball. He's on the Blazers. He's averaging three point three a game right now. The Kamen, Chris Kamen, the caveman. Yes, he went to Central Michigan. He'll be watching BYU and Central Michigan on BYU TV on December eighteenth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> BYU needs to win that game, get momentum going into Hawaii where yes. there could be an opportunity to face a top 10 team. Now you play Harvard first and then Auburn or New, New Mexico, Mexico and then potentially Oklahoma is Ooh. what you're getting at. Oh, Northern Iowa, who beat a number one team, North Carolina. Opportunities to be had. Just beat Utah State tonight. Throw some coal into the fire of that tournament train. In the Polar Express. The whip is up next without the nay-nay. BYU Sports Station is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerome? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Tonight, 9 Eastern against Utah State. Watch it live on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio. Football. Tonight, Las Vegas Bowl director John Sassenti and Elvis... We'll be in our building for a press conference tonight at 8 Eastern. That's right, Elvis and John Sassenti. Bronco Mendenhall and players will be here as well. ESPN's Brett McMurphy tweets that Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said the Big 12's initial proposal included BYU and Army counting towards P5 non-league requirement. But the Big 12 as a whole decided against that. Volleyball. Alexa Gray and Amy Boswell are on the ABCA All-Pacific South Region first team. The Cougars face four-seed Nebraska in the Sweet 16 Friday at 5 Eastern in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Swimming and diving. We're going to win this game. Oh, boy. The men's team is 25th in the latest CollegeSwimming.com Division One rankings. Future guest, Jimmer Fredette tomorrow. Plus Vegas Bowl director, Jimmer. John Cicente. There he is. And John Beck. This has been an unbelievable week. Remember when BYU played Utah State? That feels like forever ago, Seriously, right? It was a week and a half you ago. Said, you said that jokingly on Monday, and I was like, oh it my It was goodness. a week and a half ago. That's nuts. Remember when BYU played Utah in basketball? That was a week ago. Today. <sighs> Remember when Bill Walton, we partied with Bill Walton you in Salt Lake? You took a selfie with Bill Walton? I didn't, was, ta- I didn't take a selfie with him. A, oh, sorry. You took a picture Kyle with Davis him. Kyle Davis actually took the photo. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, what a week on rebound. BYU Sports Nation. Oh, Within, my goodness. It just, it is 
<laughs> it's almost. I said it's too much, and you're like, no, it's not too much. I no, love I love it. it. I, I love, love all it, of it, baby. Also, everyone in their sources right now is hilarious. So I want to say this. I have a source not close to the situation that confirms he has no idea what's going on. Yes, I just sent out the following tweet. <laughs> My sources have confirmed that BYU will have a new head coach in place by September 3rd, 2016. And Hans Olsen responded. Let's get Spen- you a napkin to wipe the yeah. snark off your Hans, lips. <laughs> Hans responded, Spencer, are your sources the start of the season? Because I'm hearing the same. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Start of the season. There, you talk about the timeline. Uh, I think that BYU will try and get that person in place by the beginning of next week so that during bowl week, BYU can have that person in place. They can be there. They can interact with the team. They can see what's going on, right? They can be on the sidelines. Who knows who it's going to be, man? There are some legit comments. We know that Kyle Whittingham will be on the sidelines. It's just which sideline. Or will will he, Jerem? Sources. Or will he? Now, if he takes the job at BYU before the bowl game, there's a chance that he could not be on the sideline, right? No, he. You, oh, you'd think he'd be on the press bar in the press box. Is that what you're saying? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. He'll I have a, know. he'll have a pass to the Las Vegas Bowl <laughs> for somebody. <laughs> okay, here we go. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. You're gonna like this one. Okay, th- this is weird, but we're giving it to the Pac-12. One for scheduling Utah in the Vegas Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one good thing. And then two, holding the Big 12's feet to the fire. Yeah, and if you haven't okay. heard this, the Pac-12 and their commissioner, uh, rhyme his name. Bob, uh, Bob no. Bowlesby. Well, the Big 12's commissioner is Bob Bowlesby. Larry, Larry Scott, Scott. Thank you. Larry Scott has, has said his opinion is that the Big 12 needs to have a championship game like the rest of the conferences. And Bob Bowlesby said, well, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, at the end of the day, maybe not, because perception can shape reality, and the Big 12 is getting hammered from without. By the Big 10 now and yes. the Pac-12. Yes. Um, will they be forced to expand at some point? Probably, but that time's not right now. Well done, Pac-12. What is your sales pitch to the BYU coaching candidates? Let's go to the Twitter machine now. Tweet, tweet. Kyle Moriyama, listen to this. He says, Wit, I was named after you and Kyle Morrell when at BYU. Come back so I can claim that namesake again. <laughs> Do it for that guy. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at Troy B. Adams. To Ken Niamatololo, would you rather work for President Monson or President oh Obama? My God. That's such a BYU tweet. Thanks to Kyle <laughs> Whittingham, Stuart Mandel, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tafua Bloomfield. BYU Sports Station, back to work tomorrow.